All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. Buenos dias. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. We are live. Hope you're having a great day. All right, so the teaser on this video is how to increase your donor retention rates and how to get marginal increases in the in the amounts that in, in the amount that your current donors are giving to you. So, like, if you could do those two things, that like, if you did nothing else. So, I, I talk with clients about. Obviously, we want to see exponential increases in in giving, right? Like, I think that's why people hire me. Like, I don't think people hire me because they want to see marginal increases in their gift revenue. I don't think they do. But, like, if all we ever did is retain more of the donors that we currently have and get marginal increases in support from from our current donors like that alone would be progress right like you're losing donors all the time we want to stop that right okay so i've got something i'm going to email you but let, let's it, it wouldn't be very exciting for me to sit here and share this list of 57 things you can do right it wouldn't be very exciting i will email you that but here's the foundation i want to lay all right your donor should get more joy out of giving to your organization than anything else they could do with their money, charitable or otherwise, all right? That's the goal. Like Your donor should get more joy out of giving to you than, than anything else they could do with their money. Like, I love cycling, right? Like, I should get more joy out of giving to your organization than I could get out of buying a new bike, right? Like, that's the goal. And that doesn't just happen magically, right? It takes a heart for your donor. Like you actually have to love your donor, and there has to be a desire to provide a great giving experience, right? Like, so you, on this foundation, like you actually love your donor, you actually care about your donor, you're not a fake, right? You actually love your donors, and then you also have you you desire to provide a great giving experience. Okay, but even those two things aren't enough. All right, first, we need to establish some systems. All right, we're going to get some systems in place and attention for detail and a methodical approach at doing lots of little things right. Okay, I have this thing I like to say many little, many little wows make big wow. All right, many little wows make big wow. All right, so. I like to challenge fundraisers to do big things for your donors that people will still be telling stories about 20 years from now. All right, like, like just imagine in your office that in 20 years uh, you're you're long gone, right? And and uh, the the development staff from your organization they're out at happy hour after work one day and they're telling stories and they're like there was this guy that worked here and he did this. Like they're telling stories about you 20 years from now, right? Like I once took an ambulance ride with a donor, right? Like do things that the development officers 20 years from now will be talking about. But those big things need to happen after you've already established 
a baseline of thanks and stewardship. See, I think a lot of times organizations, they do, a, they do something big. They do something meaningful for a donor. But all they're doing when they do that is getting back to minimum acceptable, right? Like, I want you to have some systems in place so that when you do the big things, when you do the special things, they don't just get you back to minimum acceptable. They, they like help you. They propel you forward. They get you above and beyond. So you get a seat at a poker game by paying your ante, right? So your ante is doing basic donor service as well, thanking your donors, sending appropriate gift receipts, responding to messages and requests, right? That's your ante, but you don't win a game with your ante, right? All your ante does is get you a seat at the table, all right? Paying your ante is committing to doing the basics well, all right? So you wanna raise more money? Like raising more money will be a lot easier if you have happy donors, donors who are having joyous giving experiences with your organization, all right? So I used to say that happy donors, I had this whole presentation I did, and I said that happy donors are a prerequisite to making an ask. And that's not true, all right? Your donors don't have to be happy with your organization before you ask them for a gift. But if you want to close a big gift, all right, if you want your donors to give a big, audacious, stand on their tiptoes gift, it sure helps, <laughs> right, if they're already super happy with your organization because they're having a great giving experience. So you must first develop a culture of service, not just encourage random acts of service, all right? So listen to that. Develop a culture of service, not just encourage random acts of kindness. That's what I'm talking about with this whole concept that it, I think a lot of organizations are getting back to minimum acceptable by doing something meaningful, but they don't have this, this whole culture. They don't have systems in place that, that really um, – give the donor like such a minimum acceptable level of service that when you when you do meaningful things you get ahead so uh there's this book be our guest perfecting the art of customer service um which is about disney and th there's this line in there wowing guests uh to borrow a phrase from tom peters means not only meeting preconceived notions of what a disney vacation or film or toy should be, but exceeding them. So in the same way, you must first meet and then exceed the expectations of your customers. In your case, that's your donors. If you are going to build a reputation for quality service. So listen to this line. Many companies wow their customers on occasion. All right. As a nonprofit, do you wow your donors on occasion? All right. The story will be told and retold and perhaps added to corporate lore, right? Like this is me taking an ambulance ride with a donor. Maybe it's been added to the lore of that organization's story. All right. But 
then it's back to business as usual. But it's the plethora of little wows, many of which seem fairly insignificant at the time on which quality service depends. If little wows are delivered consistently and continuously, they add up to a big wow. Consistency. Like, are you consistently doing the basics well with your donors? All right. We can't overcome many missteps or, or great inconsistencies, all right, with some great act of service. That's not how it works. We have to first meet and then exceed expectations. First, we have to establish minimum acceptable levels of service. Then on that foundation, we, we can go above and beyond. We have to make people feel safe and loved and cared for and then wowed, all right? So I, I talk about Cracker Jacks, right? Like Cracker Jacks provide a consistent product, right? Caramelized popcorn, and then they wow me with the toy. It's consistency, right? I, I know the product you're going to get, but then it's surprise and delight. It's the toy, right? So if Cracker Jacks, like only half the time, actually put caramelized popcorn in the box, or if sometimes it was not caramelized popcorn, sometimes it was uh, cheesy popcorn, or sometimes it was half full, right? Like this, this they, they can't overcome that by having a toy in the box. They have to consistently provide their product, which is their caramelized popcorn, and then surprise and delight with the toy, right? So we have to make people feel safe and loved and cared for. That's the foundation. And then wowed, all right? So after I always say after a donor gives their first gift to an organization, they should be thanked seven times in the first month. All right, so like seriously, you heard me right, seven times in the first month, and it's actually not that hard to do, right? Like you're like, how do you do that seven times in the first month? If, you, if you're like, how do, you, how do I do that? Email me, send me an email at Clark and MajorGiftsFundraiser.com, and I'll email you seven easy ways, a lot of them automated, that you can thank a donor um, within the first month, seven times, for their first gift. So uh, studies show that uh, on donor retention rates, the number one reason why a donor did not give a second gift to an organization after giving a first gift to an organization is that they didn't remember having given to that organization in the first place. Your job is to make that impossible. Like it's impossible that someone could ever say, I don't remember having ever given to them. So seven thank yous in the first month, right? If you have no idea how to do that, like you're like, how in the world could I ever do that? It's super easy. It, email me. We can automate a lot of these. Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. I'll email you my list of seven ways you can thank a donor in the first month. Or you can just shoot me a message here on Facebook, all right? So then all active donors should receive seven more thank yous, just standard thank yous. This, this is just automated stuff. Like this is minimum acceptable. Seven more thank yous over the course of a calendar year. 
all right? Just a minimum threshold of things, automated and going out to your donors. You're laying a foundation so that when you do big things, there are actually big things that help you get ahead, all right? And remember, I said in the beginning, if you do these things really well, all right, like this is the one thing you have to do. If you do this one thing of thanking and stewarding your donors really well, if you just do this, your donor retention rates will go up and you will experience marginal increases in support from your existing donors, all right? So you may want exponential, all right? And we can get to that, right? Like we can do that, but only on this foundation, all right? But with this, I'm not even talking about major gifts. Just do this. Just determine that no one is going to outthink you. No other organization is going to do a better job of thanking their donors than you are, all right? Of course, of course, right? Like you want more than marginal increases. Marginal isn't very exciting. But if you just do this one thing, just this one thing, you will see marginal increases in support, all right? Then we're ready for the next step, which leads to exponential increases. But this has to happen first, all right? So wouldn't it be nice to have a long list of creative ways that you can think and steward your donors, all right? So uh, guess what? I have that list, all right? 57 ways to, um, to think and steward your donors. And um, it, even 57 is not an exhaustive list, all right? And I just keep adding to it. There's nothing magical about the number. Four. I didn't sit down and go, I want to write a list of 57 ways. At some point, I wrote a list of 10 ways, and I thought of another one was 11. Then I thought of another one was 12, it, right? I just, I just keep adding to the list. What's cool about a list of 57, I think, when you read it, is that you hit this point. So every year on Thanksgiving, uh, we have this family tradition where if Thanksgiving lands on the 25th, for example, we'll make a list of 25 things that we're thankful for. If it lands on the 24th, it's a list of 24 things, all right? But making a list of 25 things that you're thankful for, what's cool about it is that usually people around like 15, just listening to the family make these lists, usually around like 15 or 16, people are like, what else am I thankful for? Like, I can't think of anything else. And then they uh, hit like number 20 and they're just rolling, right? And then they get to like number 23 and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of space. Like I, and they begin to realize that they could go on forever. Like we have so much to be thankful for, right? It's the same with a, a list of 57 ways to think and steward your donors. When you look through this list, you're going to start to realize Oh wow, like the way the number of ways I could thank and steward my donors is really endless. All right. So if you want this list, shoot me an email again, Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com, or shoot me a message here on Facebook and I'll share the list with you. Um, it's free, no obligation, and there's no hooks. It's just 57. I'm gonna give you the list of 57 ways that you can think and steward your donors. And it'll be a great resource for you to get you thinking about how you can think and steward your own donors. All right, so one thing, one thing. If you do this one thing really well, you are going 
to uh, retain more of your donors. You're going to see marginal increases in the support that you get from those donors. Uh, your donors are going to begin to view you differently than they view other organizations. And you're going to be set up really well to get into major gifts. But we're not even talking about that yet. We can talk about it, right? It's another discussion. Do this one thing really well. No one is going to outthink you. All right? Okay. If you have other topics you'd like me to take on, let me know. Uh, I'm trying to do these Facebook Live videos pretty frequently. Uh, and um, all right, I'm here for you. So that's all I have for today. Hope you have a great day.